Jinx. Yo, Mia LaCroix. <laughs> Hello, I'm Chidera. Hello, I'm Chantelle. Hi, I'm Riley. Hello, it's Chidera, and welcome back to I Can Relate, a podcast for teens, about teens, and by teens. I'm here with Chantelle and Riley. Chantelle is new to this season, season two, and go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, guys. My name is Chantelle. I'm really excited to be here with you guys. Wonderful. Hello, Riley. How are you? Uh, I'm doing very well. I'm very excited to be back. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about social media. Um, and really just the real us. So Riley, do you want to start things off with the first time you got social media and what was the app that you used? Um, it's very hard because what defines social media is my first question. Um, that's a good question. What does define social media to you? Hmm. Or how would you define it? Because if we're getting specific, specific, I would say Pinterest was my first social media, but I had zero followers, zero friends or whatever. (laughs) I just like i funny that was that was it um but later i guess seventh grade i got instagram for the first time and musically musically is a good one (laughs) rest in peace but um yeah yeah i think that would probably be it yeah me too i got instagram i think that was my first social media app from what i can remember i think i also got facebook when i was like seven for like two seconds Mm -hmm. and then deactivated the account like (laughs) when i was really young for some reason but what about you chantelay i think my first social media was i want to say instagram no false snapchat snapchat Mm. yes that had to be my second or third but i never posted on there because i never know what to put on my story like it's weird but I don't know. That's super cool that we all have that same interest of Instagram. How did you guys first start using it? Like, what did you guys start to post when you first got the app? Ooh, I was really cheesy. I think we all were. <laughs> yeah. I was in a stage of my life, like, I was starting middle school, and I was just, wasn't myself, try, I wasn't being my true self. I was trying to impress, like, everyone else. So I remember like making like collages of my friends and like putting in like posting it or I would like take their photos and like pick like a song that reminded me of (laughs) that and then I would make like a I don't remember the name of the app but you can put a bunch of pictures and people flipogram flipogram and I made one in the song (laughs) it it was really cute I don't remember the name of the song but it was like the song reminds me of you guys and I remember posting that stuff on Instagram yes that is adorable honestly I think the first time I started using Instagram, I just posted random stuff from what I can remember. But um, did you guys ever, like, I don't know, start to take Instagram serious to a certain extent? Because you said how you were trying to impress everyone. So was there a certain moment where you felt like, oh, I have to portray myself in some sort of way to sort of get that acceptance? I don't think so. I think after I started doing that, then I reached a point where I was just like, like these are people I shouldn't even be trying to impress obviously like they're not good for me I'm not good for them like they're not interested in being friends so I eventually just deleted it and just I never had for a while I didn't have anything posted on my Instagram just because I didn't know what to post and I thought like nobody was interested in it so yeah there there was a point I was just like just forget it like be myself just just stop trying to do it have you ever like reached that point Riley um Yes and no. My first Instagram account, I was a seventh grader, so it didn't really hit me like 
this was a social media website. You got to be careful what you share, what not. I mean, not that I'd share anything inappropriate. I think cringy now. I can't even deactivate (laughs) the account. I had a Snapchat filter of me with the corner of the cop uh, thing. Happy Thanksgiving or whatever. But I think there was a certain point I had to figure out what it meant to have a follower on Instagram and a friend. Interesting. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Um, Well... Yeah, I had some rough middle school experiences, and so having those people follow me on Instagram had pressure on me, like, how I, what I got to share, what should I wear, that rhyme didn't mean to do that. Um, <laughs> You're rapping here. <laughs> it wouldn't be a fun rap, but, um, <laughs> yeah, there was just a lot of expectations and pressure, and it was really damaging for my mental health, I felt like absolutely and so i actually got rid of that account and didn't come back into instagram until last year and really it was really good for my mental health to do that and now coming back to instagram i'm more cautious and even like this summer i'm gonna go through get rid of some people that i'm like i don't really need them in my instagram nor do i feel like i need to share my lives with them so that's like a good cleansing yeah oh that's the best thing like juice cleanse but social media (laughs) kind of absolutely i love that (laughs) that's amazing so you haven't been on instagram for like mm, your sophomore now no you're a junior so it's been four years yes it was that is very interesting going into my sophomore year i think was when i got it back so like last august or no two augusts ago so okay and you know what's interesting we've all gotten we've had social media in our lives since a very young age when we were all first hitting puberty and I think that definitely played a role in the way that we perceived ourselves because even you Chantelay you're saying that you felt first first um to a certain extent that you had to almost put on a show and like just have that reassurance that these are my people it's same with you Riley mm-hmm. with your followers versus friend and I can relate in the same way in a sense that I got Instagram probably in what sixth grade and you know whenever you're first being introduced to this huge pool of different people because you know you're just around your family so many times but then having an app that introduces you to so many different people so many different things and you know you're looking at all these people and you're like where do I fit in this line of standards from these supermodels to just the regular everyday girl as a what sixth grader as a 10 year old you know how what am I going to look like when I grow up am I going to look like this woman or you know and it just plays such a big role in the way we perceive ourselves I would say mm-hmm. I'm gonna say like um I think it was sixth grade you know like they used to do like oh tbh's and stuff all the oh, time yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you first got um instagram and um they used to do like rates and stuff oh like mm-hmm. this for a rate I, I don't even think I liked someone's um post on purpose but they gave me a rate and they said a rate of six and I'm like I don't see it but no <laughs> at the time um you know, I was like, what, 12 years old, and I would say definitely when I first got Instagram, it made me insecure in a sense because it's like, I, it changed the way I perceived myself in a sense because I felt like so much more judgmental, so just seeing that at such a young age, it's like, dang, like, I, am I not pretty Mm -hmm. because of, and is it this app that's making me, like, change the way I see myself almost, or is it just... You know, and I don't know, I feel like we have so much pressure, especially our young kids who are first going through puberty and first understanding the concept of self, how social media is just so, it's it's such a big um, influence on the way you perceive yourself, I would say. Have you guys seen the documentary with Paris Hilton? And she, um, it's on YouTube, it kind of talks about her, like, um, she goes through this 
um, camp, and when she's younger, she gets in a lot of trouble. It's this whole thing. Have you guys heard of that? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, she was talking in her room, and she was just saying how, um, you know, social media, she was a big influence in social media in the 2000s. And uh, she can't even imagine now with like third graders having access to all these filters mm-hmm. on Snapchat and stuff and people are getting Botox to look like their Snapchat filters. And mm-hmm. I, is just, what do you guys think about that? Do you think that it really has an influence on the way that you perceive yourself? I think it really, it truly does. Cause someone's like, someone could say like, oh, their body is so perfect. I want to look like them. And in reality, it's like, you know, be happy with, who you are because then they'll go out and try to get all these surgeries and spend all this money just to like receive the look that they are admiring on someone else and if they're not happy with it they're they're just going to continue to try to find ways to you know fit that look and it could be dangerous eventually instead of them trying to find like that happiness within themselves so there's definitely pressure out there. I think people forget, too, that when we get social media at, like, 12, 13, 14, whenever, is that you're still growing into your body. And so to think that you could have the perfect body at 14, it's so unrealistic. I know. Just, like, especially in the summer when everybody posts those bikini pictures. Yeah. You get super, oh, I don't know about you guys, but I get super self-conscious, like, well, I don't like my stomach a whole hour crop tops but I always like pull it down or like do that and then the expectation to have the bikini summer body or whatever especially with quarantine (laughs) yeah let's talk about quarantine (laughs) (laughs) no honestly I think that's really interesting and even like considering social media when we think about like the public me versus the real me do you think there's a difference between the two for you guys or for anyone in general do you think that's a difference that we see within people most definitely there's it's kind of rare to find someone that you like on social media that you want to follow that's genuinely real and you can tell if they're real like in person and on what they put on social media and it's you kind of most commonly run across people that like put on a persona that try to be perfect and when you meet them in real life they're like the complete opposite like they're not happy at all or they're just rude and on social media they're you know always happy and good personality but it's but when you do run across those rare gems it's like yes like this is the energy i want to see on my timeline it's so amazing when you get that real authenticity like you are exactly who you say you are yes i can because like i don't know about you guys but now i can kind of get a sense if someone's not being real and it just it because that means you're real i think you're you're real and authentic so you can understand or feel whenever someone else is like that Thank you. yeah so it it just i can feel it i'm like you're not being your true self like if someone is happy 24 7 of course you know a lot of people don't want to post like when they're crying and everything which i understand but like i like i said you can just sense it like you're not this isn't exactly. really you like you're trying to exactly you fit into a bubble or something right you have some people who have such loud mouths on (gasps) social media but when it comes down to even sitting having a genuine conversation you can't even look me in the eye but for some reason you are so quick to be loud on social media and I feel like in that sense it's kind of an outlet for people who feel like they don't have a voice they can use that and project their opinions but also it can be damaging because some people there's no real limit to that like TikTok, for example, when we see so many people who are going out and doing these things, trying to do so much on social media to have some sort of platform, to have some sort of um, just, yeah, platform where they can say, this is who I am, this is me, but 
they're almost taking it too far to keep up with some sort of persona and we see that so much today have you guys seen any like super crazy tiktoks that you're just like um yes most definitely um someone licking ice cream in a store and then putting it back i remember that people repeating the same action like it's actually acceptable and okay when it's not at Mm. all like you don't want to be known for that (laughs) exactly um the most prevalent example i can think of was i was in fourth grade at the time so everybody's stupid in fourth grade nobody's (laughs) everyone's all that in a bag of chips whatever um But in fourth grade, there was a trend in my school. They called it the set yourself on fire challenge where you would get in a shower, light yourself on fire, and then you'd come back to school with like first, second, or third degree burns. What? (laughs) And then you like, people would give you money if you went to the hospital or it was just like a thing in my school. I never did it. Fourth grade. Fourth grade. Yeah. Wow. It it got some fire (laughs) fourth graders, huh? Mm we are all pyromaniacs but (laughs) i just took that with me like why are you doing that what do you benefit from that except maybe a few dollars which if you're that in need of money hit me i mean what what are you gonna do with money as a fourth grader obviously besides (laughs) buy candy like (laughs) i'm confused but that's super interesting like that goes back to the whole thing of public me versus real me because Mm -hmm. i remember seeing another tiktok it's it just becomes so toxic and like for some people where they can't differentiate the person they want to be on social media from the person they want to be when they're standing in front of a significant other or any other person talking and i remember seeing a tiktok of this girl she's using like traumatic moments in her life and just putting it out there on social media and i get it get that if like that if that's something you're comfortable with but i don't know about you guys i get so uncomfortable when people try to use their tragedies as some sort of like funny platform she like said um thinking about the time my ex-boyfriend raped me and did all this stuff last year and she's like dancing to some funny music in the background but you like i know you're actually hurting on the inside like you don't need to go so far to put yourself out there to get some sort of fulfillment for like filling up an empty void in a sense for me right i feel like a lot of people use social media to fill an empty void how you were talking about chantelay you see some people who are crying on snapchat we see that a lot today where people use social media as some sort of diary do you guys see like people on snapchat post like a lot of like personal stuff sometimes and you just yeah i well i don't want to name drop or anything i have a person that i know that um 15 just got out of a year-long relationship for like a freshman in high school so you know how that is <laughs> they're one of those people that will always put 11 11 or <laughs> my girls my bae um and they just recently broke up with their bae um and so they posted on their snapchat story like gonna light all his stuff on fire <laughs> wow <laughs> And it was crazy because then later she posted him responding being like, I want my stuff back. Please don't light it on fire. <laughs> and she still did it. It's 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 crazy what social media does. And yeah. I really uh, had to question, like, why do you feel the need to, one, share that, to do that? Okay, what do you guys share on your social media? If I'm out with my friends, just having a good time... I post that, but if, like, I'm going through, like, I 
I keep personal stuff personal. Mm-hmm. I don't like to put it on social media because it's not everyone's business, you know. You just tell who you want to tell. Yeah. And so, I like when I'm hanging out with my friends or, you know, if there's, like, a good song I want to share with everybody. Just, you know, stuff like that. But I don't share deep personal stuff if I don't want the whole world to know it because everyone can screenshot. And next yeah. thing you know, it's, like, blowing up on Twitter. And you're like, I did not consent to that. But then again, it's like, you I put did. that on there. Like, yeah. As soon as you hit share, it's... It's not up to you. It's up to everyone else, which is the really scary thing. There um, are no limits. No. And, I mean, even with Snapchat, it'll tell you if you screenshot or whatever. You know, there's always, like, things to work around that, too. Like, you can turn airplane mm-hmm. mode on, and then no one can see what you do or whatever. Um, but I personally have not really shared anything on my social media recently, and it's just because I've been going through some, like, just busy end of the year stuff like mental health yes. break whatever it is especially um, during the month of may it's always yeah definitely students. um but it's also been really nice just because I'm, i don't post all the time and it's not like fancy or anything i'll be like here's my dog you your feet's been blessed you're welcome <laughs> or um hang out with chantelay a lot so I'll, I'll post pictures of us <laughs> hanging out or whatever but um yeah i think we had a conversation one time I was going through not a great season, and I didn't share anything like... I love how you described it as that season. <laughs> I, I, I described some well, like well, Everybody periods. goes through seasons. It's not permanent. And even things that are permanent, it's something just to overcome, not carry as like a burden. It's just a part of you who, who you are. That's my philosophy. Um, but yeah, I think what really stuck with me in that conversation is that on social media, or just in general in life... The people who you think are, like, the happiest probably cry the hardest and deal with the most emotional stuff because they're just putting on that for them. So even, like, outside of social media, who you are, you don't really know unless someone opens up, which is really crazy. And so I feel like sometimes social media is that outlet to be like, this is how I feel. This is what I'm doing. Like, when we think about celebrities in our day and age like what Miley Cyrus even Addison mm-hmm. Ray you see all these people who or even Charlie D'Amelio you know we see how they get bullied so much when these are people who are just normal people and just happen to not Miley Cyrus but like Addison Ray and Charlie D'Amelio mm-hmm. just randomly you know get famous from TikTok and they have all this pressure to constantly post constantly do this and be some sort of person but you see them in other videos where they're crying so hard because of how mean people are being to them. And you see how that affects them so much by people's words and how other people are commenting on their posts. And I just, I don't know, I think that's so interesting how you would think that the happiest people, even Miley Cyrus, you know, we saw her at one point. I remember seeing her, I, I don't know what grade I was in, but like, she was singing the song, like, I Can't Be Tamed, I think. Oh, yes. And then like two seconds later, we're seeing her like, singing we can't stop and you just see that huge shift from where did it go from here what was this from your platform or was this like something internal you know and we just see so many people who have that facade that two-faced of I'm so happy when in reality it's like no I'm really not I just want to feel something exactly I think too the biggest struggle like we talked about was probably empathy but also vulnerability because think about how hard it could be for someone to even just sit here and talk like hey this is what I this is how I feel about social media this is what I do on social media because not everyone's the most responsible on social media right um 
and I don't want, I would never name any names, but just thinking about certain people in certain situations, you know, there's people who, um, that go to my school who may have more responsibility than others in terms of not even necessarily my school, but people that I know in general who have to take on a lot of responsibility in terms of their personal life, but then we'll try to use social media as a outlet to release all of that toxic energy. You know, what, when do we draw the line? What should we be posting and what should we not be posting? Do you guys think, or is, is there a limit? Should there? And Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, thank you. Um, I know they're, everyone is different. Like, their boundary line is different for everyone. But I think, like, deep personal family matters that should not be posted on social media. Like I said, to each its own. But I feel like there's definitely that boundary where not everyone, like, if you're a well-known social media star, like, you know, your followers might want to see everything. And, like, that's okay. But say if it's, like, a funeral and you post about that, you know, teens are techie now. They know, they can find location. And, you know, the last thing you want is for them to show up at that specific wow, location. Wow, I have two things to say to that. First, um, that's interesting that you say that because also when I'm thinking about Facebook, I used to really not use Facebook at all, but mm-hmm. just recently I got it. Um, and I started on my phone and I started using it a little bit more. And you see like so many parents and older people who actually post a lot more personal information so that's interesting to me but I think it's also the context in which you post it because if you're at a funeral but you're like taking a selfie with a casket like funeral (laughs) you know that's kind of weird but if you are making it like you are um like a memorial post or whatever yes like on Facebook or something that's understandable but also I'm thinking about Bretman Rock yes how he had a funeral for his dad and posted something and then fans started showing up he's a social media influencer i mean he showed up or uh, other fans started showing up to his dad's funeral and it's like that is crossing the line so it's like can he not post personal things that matter to him because of the way other people will act right is that what we have to deal with today now and like people were i'm sorry people were taking photos of like the casket and trying to snap a photo of Brentwood when it's like it's supposed it, to be peaceful. And it's sad because I feel like the way we can use social media definitely is different from celebrities too yeah. because they definitely have when we think about public me versus real me there definitely has to be a difference within them when we think about I don't even know I always think about like Justin Bieber for instance you know you see him when he was 16 years old to now how much the fame the need to be some sort of something because when we think about social media like that's a platform but it almost in a sense creates who you are for other people your peers around you that you wouldn't necessarily talk to straight away if you were in person but because you have this app you're connected to so many people like I know a good majority of people that um I've met through social media I don't know about for you guys so I think it kind of creates who we are to a certain extent but we kind of get to choose how we want to be perceived yeah. by yes. what we post. What do you think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most definitely, like, there's, I know certain accounts, like, draw certain people that, like, might have the same interest or might bond over the same things. And, like, with me, there's a, a, a UK band named Little Mix, and so I really like their music, and so I was able to form friendships with, others that enjoy their music and it like you said like it draws certain people like your feed and 
I guess like the energy or atmosphere that you give off really can attract a certain audience. I think it's interesting you say that too, because something that kind of bugs me a lot about social media is the suggested for you on like Instagram (laughs) or whatever, because there's the algorithms like, oh, you follow this person, so you should follow this person, but you don't know that person. It's like a mutual friend. Friend, Um, But the idea that an app can compile your personality or who you are friends with on social media and suggest other people and that's how other people find you i think that's weird it's like tinder but not tinder (laughs) (laughs) there's no swiping right here (laughs) or they have um suggested for you to follow and it's really scary like how riley said like how accurate it can be Mm -hmm. i'm like how do you know that i know this person in a different state right it's it's kind of you have people who like there's this girl i follow that's literally in indiana but like i I would never know her but now i like know her so i just think that's interesting so when considering social media what do you guys think are the cons and the pros because Mm -hmm. you know we are able to be connected to so many different people in a way but also at the same time is almost toxic because we are having to keep up yeah. with this thing. I know, because we've all taken breaks. Is that correct, Chant- yeah. Chantelay and Riley? You both stated that you have taken breaks from social media, and I have too. So what do you think the cons are, the, the cons and the pros are mm-hmm. when you had social media versus when you did not? Pros when I had social media, um, definitely being able to, able to keep up with friends um i used to live in washington so being able to keep up with them and seeing that they're doing good and being able to message them and stay in contact and also just you know keeping up with my favorite celebrities um, with new music drops and if they have anything exciting coming out um that was the pros but the cons of social media always worried about other people's opinions like if you're Mm. a common poster then you know some people often check their comments to make sure, like, to see, if, like, what everyone's saying. And there can be, like, a thousand nice comments and then that one and that bad just, comment. Yeah, and that, that can, can affect you. you. And it's pretty big how, like, much that can affect you and it's really scary. It is. Do you guys think that you went through a phase when you first kind of got um, Instagram or whatever where you're looking at, like, who's watching you, who's liking mm. your post, who's seeing this? And it's like, for me, now comparing it from from then to now, it's like, I could not care less who's watching me because I'm like literally watching myself. I don't have time to even consider another person's opinion. But I feel like growing up with social media, it's like, I need to consider this person's opinion. I need to take every single comment into account because it's almost like you're shaping the way that you're going to see yourself in terms of what other people are saying. And we always want that um, gratitude from someone else. Like, oh, you look pretty on this selfie and stuff like that. But it's like... Can we just think that we're pretty without someone having to comment that, you know? I had to make a rule for myself when I got Instagram again is I'm not allowed to check to see who views my story and who likes my post. And that in itself has been such a huge, like, mental health break because it's, like, it's also funny, too, because someone will be like, you like that. And I was like, I did what? And then they're like, (laughs) it's just so freeing to be like, I share what I want to share because I'm excited about this. So this is what I'm passionate about and not for others it's for me it's my platform it's my opinion and I think sometimes it's so easy to get lost in that which is probably the biggest con because even when you're like scrolling through those explore page and everyone's like fake staged or whatever for like something someone shared it's just so crazy like the amount of hate people have on social media because they can use a screen as like 
fade out. I don't know if that's the correct word for I, it. But. I know what you mean. Do you guys know people who genuinely care so much about their likes or have known people who like care so much about Instagram that it's like, I want to have this amount of likes. I feel like that's just something in our generation today where we see people, I feel like even at my school, there's people who probably care about how many likes they're getting on Instagram mm-hmm. and like using that as a thermometer to check their temperature on like the follower they, count. I don't know. <laughs> their scale of like seeing I don't know it, sorry were you gonna say something okay no. um it's interesting you say that because one of the reasons I took a break for the first time from social media is I felt like I was becoming that person and I didn't like what I was seeing in the mirror and it wasn't like like it was really hard for me to look at myself and be like there's no filter here what is this and to be so consumed with myself it's just so wearing and so coming back to social media I've tried so hard to just present myself as I am and not fake I don't really use a whole lot of filters or like she's authentic (laughs) yeah it's also not easy because then you get super nervous about what you share and it's like no because putting your out putting yourself out there being vulnerable like taking a selfie and literally posting Mm -hmm. on snapchat that's you being vulnerable i think because it's like you think you you think that you look good right now but then you're like putting yourself out there for a whole bunch of people to see and like that's kind of vulnerable because you know Sometimes I'm like, oh, am I a six out of ten? But then literally I shut that down so quick and I'm like, no. You're but I, I don't. Thank you. I don't. <laughs> I don't think like that anymore. But I know there was a certain st- point in my life where I'm like, am I like, am I good enough? Am I this? Am I that? Am I that? And it's like enough is enough. So I think that's super interesting that you take in a break that we've all taken a break. I'll kind of talk about my background. Also, um, Riley, a person that used to work with us at Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. I know that they actually no longer have social media anymore because they talked about how it led to comparison and so many things for them and I was just like social media it it really when we see like there's multiple people that we know who have taken breaks because it has become such a toxic environment Mm -hmm. and I know for myself it was a junior year I've taken about like three or four breaks about a month each and I know especially over quarantine the first month I didn't have um snapchat or tiktok or instagram And I think that it, the first time I did it, this was like halfway through junior year. I was so focused on school and so focused on like just getting stuff done and doing other things. And the second time it just really just set into perspective. Like sometimes I really consider every single day just deleting all my apps because I feel so much more like free in a sense that I'm just being held to keeping up with something even though like for me I have a um, Instagram where I post like fitness stuff and what I eat in a day and like that's something I enjoy doing but it also becomes this environment where it's like can I just enjoy it without having to share yeah can it just be something that I can live in the now I feel like social media makes us not be able to live in the now because we are trying to take a picture do this and then have it for later I remember in middle school sorry I'm going all over the place (laughs) but um in middle school they had to ban us from taking pictures after school because every single day for months on end kids would just stay after school and take pictures to post on Instagram and it would be like just your feed of like all these different middle schoolers taking pictures and I'm like that's just so crazy to me that's just become such a big thing that we are having to use every day right and we, me and Riley have a mutual friend named Chelsea, and she has a tattoo on her knuckle that says, be here, mm. and it kind of reminds her to stay present, and I actually carry that with me, like, when I'm with, 
like when I'm with Riley or when I'm hanging out with my um, girls, then I, you know, in my head, I'm like, you don't need to pull out your phone. It's actually the memories that I like remember the most. Then like, I don't have my phone. And it's really crazy. Like when I sit back and think about it, I'm like, I wasn't on my phone at that time. And that memory is really strong. And it's one of the best memories. And it shows a lot. Actually, it does. It's also like a very pro-con type thing because some of those memories you're like oh I wish I could remember that certain thing a little better like yeah because everyone's like pictures or it didn't happen yeah <laughs> my favorite memory from last summer is we were hanging out with a bunch of our mutual friends at my pool and we didn't take any videos or pictures of anything until like right before we were leaving so it's just like a big group picture of all of us laughing and smiling Love I have that. it framed with all my family pictures and stuff mm. and it's just so special to me because it was a moment where we could like take everything aside and just laugh about the summer and the year and yes I think taking a break from social media just makes you so much happier honestly I feel like it would be for anyone even though even if you don't even use it that much it just makes you be so much present in like everything you're doing instead of you know scrolling through Facebook while you're eating breakfast you're just enjoying your bagel you're just (laughs) literally being there and being able to just breathe when you wake up in the morning so social media shouldn't be this big thing I feel like I feel like it should just be us. It should be so fluid. Like I took this picture and I like it. I posted it. Yeah. I'm not even mm-hmm. considering what you're having to say about it, but I, I liked it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. I kind of do a thing where um, I'm in the mindset now where I like, I'm like, if you like what I post and you like what I post, if you don't like it, the unfollow button is literally <gasps> right there. Absolutely. Oh, and I also, I've learned like during quarantine, I can, the first two, like, hours when I wake up, I don't check social media. Mm -hmm. It's so freeing because when you first check it when you wake up, what are you going to do? You're going to compare yourself to those people. But you shouldn't want to start your morning off like that. You should want to start your morning off being you and being free, and it's really relaxing. Absolutely. That's interesting that you say that. Okay, so I just feel like this topic is so important because social media is so prevalent in our generation, Generation Z. You know, we've had it since before we can remember, honestly. We've always had this little app, this little thing that connects us to virtually anyone around us. And I think that we need to be the ones to say how this is going to be used, how we are, how we will utilize social media because there are so many benefits when we think about you know us sharing this podcast we are able to have so many more listeners start so many more conversations by or through social media Mm -hmm. when we share this but it also can become such a toxic environment of comparison of and you know that's the thief of joys and we're constantly seeing that and with social media because there are no limits your comparison is endless so I think that we have to be the ones to say you know, this is what I'm going to use social media for. This is what it's going to be for me. Whenever I post something, I'm like, is that what I represent? Is that mm-hmm. something I, that uh, it's true to me? Is that something that I would be okay with my children's children seeing? Because, you know, social media is here to stay. So we have to get a hold of her before she runs wild, I think. What do you guys think? <laughs> I definitely agree with you on that, like, um, spreading awareness on certain topics that are going on in the world like definitely like wanting your social media to reflect what you like what you want to bring awareness to um your opinions and everything just like really being honest with yourself and with everyone that is 
like quote unquote watching you i guess yes i think that it's important to remind yourself that whenever you get a notification or whatever you're not tied to it it's not your personality and some people really tone in on that like my life is my phone my life is my social media and just i don't even know how to phrase this without being very rude um say it oof um see there's that fear of people are gonna hear me and so it's things you don't even think about just self-consciously like that yes and and you know it's hard because we there's two different perspectives of social media where it's like you are the poster but also you are the consumer Mm -hmm. so today's age we see so many different posts of like black lives matter and so many different other um, organizations who are promoting these good things and we're able to share but in the same sense it it's like you're absorbing all of this information but what are you doing it with it in a sense because yes you can still go out there post something on your instagram story but i love what we're doing here where we're having true authentic conversations Mm -hmm. about it and not only being able to exchange different opinions with ourselves but be able to reach other people and i feel like we need to kind of just draw the line in a sense of what social media is going to represent for all of us yeah do you agree it's just a login and people forget that because they just spend the time especially for me in quarantine i really had to be like nope i need to take a step back i need to stop sharing as much i you can't win in social media you either post something and you get a reaction or you don't post something and you get a reaction so exactly taking that to yourself all the time is just not healthy 100 percent. and you see so many people who have fomo or like oh i'm gonna miss something mm-hmm. if i'm not on twitter or on this but why are you going to Twitter to get information on COVID-19? You see people who go to the wrong news sources, the wrong things to get their media when it should be like, oh, if you, we see, we saw that with COVID-19 where people are going to, I wrote a whole English paper on this actually mm-hmm. about how people are going to the wrong individuals for mm-hmm. their news. Social media, you should be there to exchange socially via yeah. the media, <laughs> not, not going there to, figure out why you're wearing a mask go and talk go watch the news go do something else you know it shouldn't be yes we're we're learning about so many different things problems that are going around the world but i feel like in order to get the truth it shouldn't necessarily be twitter where and i mean that's good that you're getting it from there go and do some more in-depth research about Mm -hmm. the topic not necessarily you're reading one thing and it becomes consuming your entire life you know um such a scary example of that is that tornado warning we had a few months ago i was actually at work and none of us knew what to do in a tornado so we all went to the bathroom and because none of us had like weather apps we were using twitter for updates on the tornado warning and like when they're like well it's done so we left based on a twitter update it's just crazy yeah yeah that's not the best example i mean that's life or death honestly yeah (laughs) um but the exposure you get through social media can be helpful, like, in that situation. Otherwise, I would have been stuck in that bathroom for several hours. But right. Or you get exposed to different cultures or, like, personalities, which is really good, too. Because if you stay in a tight-knit box or whatever, you're not exposing yourself to the world and not getting what you need. But also, at the same time, it's like, you need to figure it out for yourself, by yourself, and not use people's opinions or thoughts or posts to get there. Right. So, it's like where do we go from here as generation z the individuals who will be able to write Mm -hmm. the blueprint for the next generations of internet users of social media users 
how do we make sure that the next generation, even our generation, is utilizing social media appropriately? What can we do? Or is there anything we can do? Is there a way that we can come to a consensus on, like, this is what social media should represent for us as a collective generation? Or do you guys have any tips on how people who are struggling with comparison on social media, what they can do? Um, with com- struggling with comparison on social media, I would definitely, if they have people that they're close to, like, or if someone that is close to that individual initiates that conversation with them and just talks to them, talks to them and like asks them, why are you comparing yourself? Why do you feel the need to do this? How does this make you feel? How can I help you? That can, I think that can also help the individual and they'll be really appreciative in the long run. But I think just having those conversations with people, not being afraid, say like, I see this behavior from you and I want to help because in mm-hmm. the end, it's not really healthy for you. Just being that person that they can go to and just that they know that cares about yes. them and their mental. So opening up to someone is crucial. Being mm-hmm. able to be vulnerable, not only via your phone, but also vocally. Having that one trusted person that you can talk to, whether it's a trusted adult or friend that you both kind of go through the same thing, mm-hmm. if not even the same thing, just having someone to talk to. And another thing I think is taking a break. I, I mean, mm-hmm. we have all taken a break for a reason. It's because it has gotten to a point where it's been toxic, where we are no longer enjoying ourselves on this app, where it's constantly negativity. You know, enough is enough. I know for me, once I returned back to social media after taking a break, it changed the way I use the apps because i'm no longer going here in the morning and looking and consuming all these celebrities and what they're doing blah blah blah. no it's more of okay um say for my fitness app okay i want to post this workout thing or you know i just went to brunch with my sister and she took a picture of me i'm gonna post it it's not it's not um my business i mean i want i want my fitness page to be a business (laughs) but you know when i'm thinking of like actual instagram my sister always says like um don't pay the business that doesn't pay you in a sense I think that's the wording and it's like you don't need to put so much into your Instagram when at the end of the day it's just for you to express yourself Mm -hmm. and that should be fluid I think too just remembering to self-reflect is something we forget about all the time but it could just be as simple as like maybe you don't need to take a break which great for you man power to you but um Go through and see who you follow because even who you follow makes a huge difference. If you're following influencers or like models, it changes your perspective on what you think compared to just like what your friends or good people who will support you. I mean, it's okay to follow celebrities and stuff, but just make sure you're not consumed by that and to remember that it's okay if you need a break. It's nothing to be ashamed about. Your mental health is important. And taking that as a priority, if social media is a cause of that, it's not always the answer. But just taking a step back and looking at it and like thinking about, are you thinking about this all the time? Is your personality starting to revolve around this? Just take a step back and reflect, which is really hard to do. And I am such a hypocrite sometimes. It's vital. It is vital. It is vital. As 
I can't think of the name. Oh, Socrates said mm-hmm. an unexamined life is unworthy of living. And I think that's exactly that's what this beautiful. conversation Yes. <laughs> so th- this was an amazing conversation. I think we hit a lot of key points about having someone to talk to, be vulnerable with, step back if you need to, and also reevaluate the way that you are so- um, utilizing social media. So mm-hmm. thank you, Chantelay, for joining us today. I'm so excited for us to have a new crew member on the season and Riley, another returning I Can Relate member. But yes, guys, so thank you so much for listening to I Can Relate. It's Dara, Chantelay, and Riley. See ya. The I Can Relate podcast is made possible by a private donation in the generosity of Lee Summit Cares. Lee Summit Cares is a nonprofit coalition that seeks to mobilize community partners to develop a culture of physical and mental wellness for Lee Summit youth and families that inspires positive, healthy choices. For more information about Lee Summit Cares, visit lscares.org. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or most any of your favorite podcast apps. You can also find us at icanrelate.fredcast.com. I Can Relate is a production of Fredcast. Think, speak, act.